Hello and welcome back to the Key Arsenal podcast. It is episode 14 today. Um, sadly, this episode not not going to be quite as jolly as our as our last last week's episode, but we've got plenty to talk about. Still, another busy week coming up. I'm joined once again by Dad and Madeline. Hope you are both doing well. And it's yeah, no, yep. No, no, Carl. This week he's 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 had a week's break after being on the last two weeks, but I'm sure he'll be back on shortly. But yeah, let's let's just dive right into it. Burnley at the weekend. Um, I'm gonna gonna dig out a couple of couple of tweets to to start the episode with because I feel like they've um sort they've perfectly sort of captured the feelings of the game. I mean, I I. Firstly, Dad, I tweeted last week after the Leicester result that it is a really nice performance, but it's one that we couldn't get excited about because of just how inconsistent we are, and that was that was shown shown straight again straight away again on Saturday. Yep. Again, so frustrating. Start off quite well. Good build up to a goal, bit fortunate, I thought. Pope, I thought, should have done better. Um, then, quite honestly, they're not in the game at all. Sitting there talking to Madeline, we should have been 2 3 up, out of sight. Never looked in any trouble at all. And then, what can I say? Somebody does something that you tell six year olds never to do. And I don't care what Mr Arteta says of, oh, you've got to play from the back. I'm sure, quite sure when he says play from the back, he didn't quite mean pass the ball across your own six-yard box. Um, and then we then spend the rest of that half, what was left of it, hanging on. And we decide to play exactly as Burnley want us to play until the last... Five, six minutes. Um, can't see it was poor. Should have been outside, as I said. Then 30-odd minutes of absolute dross. Didn't look like doing anything. They had a one good chance for all people might. Jake Humphreys, who was obviously got a bit of a problem with Arsenal. Martin Keown, who makes me look positive. Um, I didn't think Burnley were very good, but we played exactly into their hands. So, what can I say? Go on, Madeline. Have you go. I, I was just going to say, before you start, Madeline, I was going to read this out. So, in our last four away games, we've conceded... Every, every goal we've conceded has come from an error. So, yep. David Luiz against Wolves, um, Cedric and Gabriel against Villa. I mean, you could add a couple of others in there. Xhaka, Mario, Nene, all that calamity against Leicester, which we got away with. And Xhaka, um, Saturday. Not to mention two Danny Ceballos ones. Yeah, that's a very good point. Why, why are we so keen to shoot ourselves in the foot, Madeline? Um, 
I, I genuinely just think it's about the quality of players you've got. Um, and I think this is this is why I look and obviously Arteta has come from a very, very talented group of players at, at Man City. And he obviously he wants to play the same way. I don't have a problem with that. I want to see us play out from the back. That's where we're going to play to our strengths. You know, we're not we're not a team that are going to hoof the ball long, etc., etc. Um, and here it's just about a lack of concentration in your players, a lack of just just players that aren't being at the level you need them to be for you to be able to compete where you want to be able to compete. These, you know, we, we could play the same way as City. We try to control the game almost the same way that City control games, but we're just a level below them that we haven't got that ability. And it's almost like the footballing brains of a lot of our lot are a, a level below where they need to be if we want to fully succeed in that style of football and that lack of concentration, that split second where we switch off, it's, we'll, every, every team is going to have moments where, where players switch off, where players make stupid mistakes. It's where you make those stupid mistakes. You can, you know, give the ball away the way Jacka did. You do it on the halfway line and probably another teammate will dig you out. And it probably happens in every single game across the Premier League. But when you're in your own area and you you try and play the same way that you do when you're in the middle of that pitch and you go to play a ball that just isn't on, it's a lack of awareness, it's a lack of concentration, it's a lack of intelligence and it's a lack of ability. I think that's the only thing it can really be put down to. Yeah, I completely agree. I think I actually think that the first forty minutes of that game, Xhaka and Partey were absolutely outstanding. They're probably our best players. But the reason why Xhaka's never been people have never been fully convinced by him and the reason he's got some criticism in the past is because he has this moment in him and um admittedly we have seen it less this this last couple of years, but you look at um, it was Burnley. You get you got sent off against moment of absolute stupidity, and just a moment of pure. I, I don't know if it was lack of awareness, uh, lack of concentration that, that happened on Sunday, but it's it's cost us the game ultimately because yeah, we've all said banging control of it on on Saturday. Um, another another. Tweet here, I've got I'm digging them all out. Um, that it Saturday's game basically summed up the season. Um, missed chances, individual yeah. errors, and of course, some dodgy VAR decisions. Unfortunately, we haven't, as I say, we haven't got Carl on to talk about the the, the refereeing, but I I I don't know I. I don't even know how I can put this. Uh, an an absolute shocker, wasn't it? To that, that we weren't awarded a penalty. If we're being completely honest, I mean, initially Madeline didn't think it was a penalty. 
because she thought he was too close. Whoa, 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 whoa. The phrase was, I didn't think it was a penalty. I thought it should have been a penalty, but I thought they wouldn't give it. Okay. Let's, let's get this twisted. But it, do, it doesn't matter which way I look at it. He's got, I mean, he's not done it once. He's done it twice. He's put his hand out. He's got, you know, his arms out. And if you're telling me that's a natural position, second bit in it is, it's hardly like the ball's been lamped against him or it's come off some part of his body or someone else and hit him. He's had his arm out. It's a little flick up. Now, in my opinion, that was a penalty. Now, Sean Dyche is, oh, we get less penalties than anybody else. Therefore, that makes it right. Hmm. Not sure, but I think he's an idiot anyway. That might have something to, more to do with the fact they rarely get in the opposition's and, box. And coupled with the fact that he thinks Vidra kicking the back of Saka's leg constitutes a penalty for Burnley. Um, this Madeline says, the minute they VAR sent it to VAR, well, you knew we weren't going to get a penalty, so... I've no problem with the one later on. Peters has done well. He's got his shoulder there, whacked it over the bar. But that also sums it up, doesn't it, this season? Yeah, I was going to say that was that was very frustrating because you for a you thought it was going in, b then you think it's a handball, red card, penalty, all that, and then then you see that it isn't. So that was that was incredibly frustrating. But yeah, uh. Yeah, I don't, as I say, I'm, I still haven't worked out why they haven't given a penalty here. I I haven't seen what old Dermot Gallagher said on Sky this morning. Oh. I've, I haven't seen Dermot that Dermot doesn't think it's a penalty. Doesn't he? Yeah, there's a surprise. Um, Mark Halsey, his mate, does. Yeah, I think Clattenburg thought it was a penalty as well. Even Peter Walton thought it was a penalty. That's how you know it was a damn penalty. I, I don't think Peter... I think you find Peter Walton didn't say it was, it was a penalty. I think you find he said it was surprised it wasn't given, which is completely different. Because he was never going to disagree, was he? That was no. the closest he comes to this. I have to say. Yeah. That, um, <laughs> Peter's could have just picked up the ball, completely caught it, and he'd have said, oh... Slightly surprised that it has not been given. Um, but we had enough chances early on. Yeah, and last 10 minutes as well. I think that was... Yeah, well, we couldn't do that for more of the second half. I don't know. Yeah, I, I think it was it was a bit like... It seemed a bit, a bit like Benfica in a way, where the minute we actually decided to turn up, we looked like we could, we could score hundreds of goals against them. But... It happened the first half an hour. Happened the last ten minutes. Yeah. And against a team like Burnley, who, to their credit, have always been solid defensively. Even with loads of, you're not always going to score, and that that was the case for us, due to some poor finishing, some bit bit few unlucky bounces, some lucky deflections for them, and obviously hitting the post a couple of times as well. Yeah. As you say, consistently inconsistent. Yes, yeah, I think that does just about sum it up. And I wasn't quite sure. Yeah, I thought Chambers actually, Madeline said, he's put him in there for his height. 
he didn't do bad, but we did lose something going forward. I, I did think he did a better job than Bellerin's been doing on the right-hand side. In, in fairness, I can't disagree with what you actually have just said, So, but I can't see how Cedric's that tired either, but there you go. Yeah, see, it seemed a strange one, but yeah, you can't you think Callum had a, had a decent game. Good for him to get some football. Yeah. Maybe if he'd have hit that one at the end instead of Sabios, he would have he might have scored it. But who knows? Probably would have been plucked on the line three times. Yeah. Oh dear. Um. But yeah, another point I want to raise: Villa, Wolves, Burnley played one them all. Point. Played yeah, played them six times. Uh, one point, obviously, we know Villa, they're having a really good season, to be fair to them. Um, Wolves, good side, but not not having their best season, probably, well, probably having their worst season since they've got back in the Premier League. And Burnley, obviously, always going to be a difficult challenge, but one that if you want to get to the position we want to be in, that you have to be taking six points from. So, what? why is it that we can turn up last week against Leicester with a much changed team and really, well, completely outplay them. And well, in in all fairness, we have been on a pretty decent run as of late. But then against these teams that we should be beating, we we can't do it and haven't been able to do it all season. I I do think we missed Smith Rose Saturday. I think. I think Odegaard's got ability. He can pick a little pass. There's there's nowhere for anybody to run into against Burnley. They're going to drop back. They're going to drop back. They're going to play banks of four. And and we have struggled all season. The only time we look good against anybody is teams that attack us. And I think... Smith Rowe, with his energy, would have made a difference Saturday. I sure also think that Madeline. And, and Madeline. I don't know what Madeline. I I think Gabriel would have made a difference. Somebody to run at somebody. You mean Mar- You mean Martinelli, not Gabriel. Sorry. Martinelli, yeah. I'm I'm a big fan of Gabriel, but I can't see him. No. Take, no. Take, yeah. Martinelli. I think he would have made a difference. But he's obviously done something wrong at the moment. I can't see that he can have done anything wrong. I genuinely... Don't know. Yeah, that's a really strange one. I don't. I really don't know what's going on there. I'm hoping it's a fact that, that it's just Arteta protecting him and maybe he's overprotecting him but there's protecting and then there's not playing a kid in nearly nine games in a row or something stupid like that yeah what about about pepe as well obviously we we all knew that i mean but both pepe and willian had good games last week and we knew one would get dropped for saka coming back in but i i, I think pepe did make he made a real difference in the last 10 and he should have scored he was very also very close to scoring ironically with his strong with his weaker foot but yeah he, he made a real difference and it obviously again it's easy in hindsight to say should have should have um started from from the from kickoff yeah to be fair you can't i could i completely understood almost why willian started 
I thought it was a given that Saka was going to come back in. And I could see why Willian started because because Burnley plays so deep, there's there's not much room to run into in behind. So I could see why Willian was in there. Um, and I thought maybe he brought Pepe on too late. Um, because I thought it was quite obvious that, that you did need someone to... It, we almost needed livening up. Um, yeah. And credit to Willian, got another assist, did very well for his assist. But I felt like after that assist, after that, he, he did go a little bit quiet, along with the rest of them. Um, Saka didn't have his best game in an Arsenal shirt, but we take one bad performance out of, out of ten. Um, and I felt like maybe... Yeah, maybe Pepe could have been introduced earlier because I did think he he, he basically changed the game. Um, But as I said to Dad, if you stick away the chances you should have stuck away in the first half, Arteta's bought a master plan, hasn't he? Everything's worked the way it should have done. Um, And it comes again back to almost that just not being good enough on the day in general to 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 come like almost execute his plan the the way it should have been yeah i think on a on another day we go in at half time free nil up we don't worry about um the dodgy var calls missed chances in the second half and who, who knows what else and dodgy dodgy conceding dodgy goals so yeah, I think ultimately it is those those missed chances that that once again cost us, and I think it's three big chances that we missed, or whatever constitutes a big chance. But yeah, it's uh, that was the biggest problem. Um, let, let let's move on from Burnley. We've got got a big week coming up. Um, starting Thursday with our, with our old friends Olympiakos. Uh, away first leg which doesn't seem to suit us are we well we're, of course we're hoping we're going to make it easy for ourselves will we make it easy for ourselves will we get the job done get it get a couple of goals ahead and make it easier for next week no chance we we just wouldn't do that why win, a, why win a two-legged tie in one game when you can make it hard for two? I mean, that we just won't do it. It's, um, I don't know. I've, I've got very little faith. I think we're marginally better than we were when Arthur took over, but I'm not convinced we're a lot better. Um, I think we probably create more chances than we were. We just stopped taking them. And uh, and you know somewhere someone's going to make a mistake. And Olympiacos, whatever I think of them, they're no mugs, especially at home. And like with all those fans. Yeah. Like last year, you know, they're always in with a shout. So. Yeah. Little faith at the moment, and then I think when until we 
till we have a real proper good clear out and get a few better players in, we're we're going to continue as we are. Very depressed about it this week because I can't see us moving forward. No, and it seems very silly to say, but a, a round of 16 tie in the Europa League is much more important than a North London derby next weekend. Uh, no. See, no? I'm inclined to disagree. I think they have equal importance based on the fact it's a North London derby. You can, honestly, you can have the worst season in the world. It is made 3,000 times worse than them doing the double over us. Yeah, I, I don't think in my lifetime no, I remember them lifetime, doing the double over me, us. It hasn't happened. I I will be putting my godfather... My godfather will be blocked. There is no... They can, I, the thing that's so frustrating is if we'd got three points out of Wolves, a point out of Villa and three points out of Burnley, we're level on points with them. Yeah? We lose... Uh, the three weekend, points behind Liverpool. Well, forget Liverpool. Look, they're, they're in as bad a state as we are. Um, if we lose at the weekend, we're 10 points behind them. Yeah. No offence, I don't think they're 10 points better than us. No way. They're a very, as much as it pains me to say, a very good striker better than us. Yeah. Um, in Kane, who has had probably the best season of his career. He's world-class, isn't he? Let's be honest. He's compared to Aubameyang's worst season of his career. He's he's right up there with Lewandowski yeah. and Haaland, isn't he? They're the 100%. only ones that come close to him. Yeah. No. Yeah, sort of, yeah. Um, and I like... I especially just... Honestly, I love the fact... I can't get over the fact... Gareth Bale has gone... He's looked at the fixture calendar and gone, at what point do I think I should hit some form? I'm looking at that spot about three weeks before the Arsenal game. That'll be the one. We, I can't, I'm, I'm fearing. And I, I mean, I, I was speaking to a mate today and I mean, we, was, we were saying that we're not quite as confident about, well, about Tottenham beating us this time, but... You still look at the game. They're coming into a bit of form. We, I'd say, we're consistently inconsistent. You, you, you make them favourites again, wouldn't, oh, wouldn't you? They're they're favourites by a long way, Matthew. Long, long way. I think I think you you also got to take into account the fact that we're probably going to have a really hard game Thursday. They're playing some absolute mugs again. That doesn't help either. You've no doubt they'll get their job done in the first half, probably with their B team. And are they not playing Wednesday as well? They they've got a Wednesday fixture because because of this um, clash. I, I don't I don't know how the rules work. Makes no sense. <laughs> but yeah, I think they they think they are Wednesday. Yeah. But what what I mean by the. Um, Olympiacos game being more important is just in context of our potential in those competitions however slim a chance it is we have got a chance of getting winning the Europa League whereas in the league in the Premier League what we're saying seventh the highest we could finish at this point that's generous I'll have it, to I was say. Gonna say that and I'm quite optimistic generous. usually 
I think that's that's at this point that's the best case scenario that we we could finish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think that's the bit that's depressed me. Whether anybody likes the Europa League or not, we're not even going to make the Europa League. No, I I think obviously everyone wants to be in the Champions League, but we ultimately we are certainly not good enough to be in that. We're no, we're not good enough to be in it. However, we're so short of money, the money that comes in from the Champions League would be quite favourable. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. But I think mean, we are a Europa League team and this season we haven't even been that. No. No. And no. There, there's definite advantages of being in the Europa League, certainly much more than not being in it at all. Yeah. I think... Mean, bang on about it but the fact that Saka he start, started off in the Europa League yeah Smith, Smith Road. Road this season so you're looking at players like Aziz maybe Balogun <laughs> maybe yeah they're, these players they're not going to get an opportunity next year and I've got... go on Madeline okay I've got a question for you I posed this to dad the other day the leagues we're basically saying dead and gone yeah 100%, yeah. After this Tottenham game, we've got a run of fixtures of teams we should beat. Yeah? Name them, Madeline. Um, you've got, I think we've got Sheffield United in there. We've got, I think we've got Palace again. We've got Brighton. Um, Mid-table we've clash got with Liverpool. teams out of we've, 11 that are below us and the five yeah. are above us, which logically is right because you're in mid-table. Yeah. So, in some of those games, my question is, do you sit Aziz in there with party to give him Premier League experience like we did with some of the younger players? Because you've written off the season and you think, OK, where, how good can he look in this? So, as you decide whether to keep hold of him for the whole season next year or whether you send him on loan, because he's probably the one in the academy that's got, at the moment, the biggest platform. Um, is is he is he registered? He doesn't have to be young, under twenty one. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Um, I'm going to tell you now, Madeline, that it yeah. doesn't matter what I say because it's not going to happen. And yeah, I know, but I want to know your opinion. You, you, I think you make a really interesting point. I mean, there's certainly a case for that. I think I'm certainly a lot more understanding if we play poorly, but we've stuck a few out there that haven't played as much or getting their first taste of experience and I think there's going to be so many well I don't I don't think it will happen this transfer window but in the next couple of certainly next year or so there's going to be a lot of change in terms of personnel and there's going to be players that are going to be moving on so I personally don't see a, a point in sticking with them really and I certainly think while we are in the Europa League that there, there is, there's a, there's definitely a case for giving the younger boys a chance. Um, I, I presume, Dad, you, you, you agree with me there that certainly it's good, it's good to see him and, and getting a bit of action. What I would say is, if you're not, you're not going to play him, loan him out. If, if he's not going to play as ease next season, because we're probably not going to be in the Europa League even. You you would do better loaning him out. But 
but surely for someone to want him out on loan of a decent standard, because I mean, I know I've only watched him under 23. You're going to have to, people are going to have to see him in a first team environment. I, I think people have, I think they, they all watch all these other games, Madeline, you know. Maybe. I, again, I know it's the easy thing to say. Plenty of teams in Germany. Yeah. I think, I think France, Germany would be a good place. France. Yeah, I, I think nowadays with other other games get recorded, even sort of the under eighteen games all yeah. get recorded and stuff like that. So there's pl- plenty of people know about Aziz, and I expect plenty of people would want to take him on. And again, this is get, getting a bit of our he- ahead of ourselves, but just presume we're not in Europe. That's that's definitely uh, what yeah. you do. Lo- loan him out. Got to play games. Yeah. I go back to. Whatever went on with Reese, and I don't know what went on with Reese, should have gone on loan. Now sitting there doing a bit for the under 23s, well, he's not going to get any better doing that and not doing himself any favours. You know, for whatever I think about Maitland Niles, whether I think he's got the ability or not to play in centre midfield for Arsenal, at least he's playing some games now and he's he can try and make his point of whether. He is good enough or not? I yeah, personally, yeah. don't think he is. But just, I was just going to come on to that. Actually, um, they, they obviously him and Willett, they both played against each other. Um, that was yeah, weird I to see. Can I just say that was, was so was, weird to watch? At one point, Willett completely took out yeah. Ainsley, which is interesting. But yeah, I think um, I mean, sir, I have I've seen more of Ainsley than I have of Joe, but he. They, they both look like their confidence is back up. Yeah. And that's literally just what playing games does. Yeah. And I think them in, in those teams, they've gone from from players being on the fringes to feeling like really important players as well. They're not just yeah. part, you know, they're, as a centre midfielder, they, they feel important and they feel valued in that team and they feel valued by the fans. And I think that's a massively important thing that maybe they don't completely feel at Arsenal. Yeah, no, I think that's a good point. Um, sorry, so just go, going back to Thursday again. Um, assume that the tie is going to be in the balance because obviously we're talking about Arsenal here and assume we've got some work to do in the second leg. How strong a team do you play against Tottenham, considering that games are coming thick and fast at the minute? And let's be honest, we put out a fairly strong team at the weekend against Burnley. Um, you have to put out a full-strength team if you want to come away with a not-embarrassing result. And I have to agree with Madeline. There's, I don't think we're good enough to rest players. I don't think, well, when I say I don't think, I know we're not good enough. They're on a right roll of form, depressing as it might be. They've they've scored about twelve goals in three games, admittedly against some Austrian pub team, but they then stuck four against Burnley and what did they score yesterday? Four, four against Palace as well. Kane scored an absolute oh, they've, they've goal, scored, by the way. They've scored goal. sixteen goals in four games. Hmm. And I told you, saying Gareth Bale scored six in six. I mean, my God, he he hasn't played that many games for Madrid in three years. So, 
he he hasn't scored against anyone good yet, but luckily he's play, playing us at the weekend, so he just should be all right still. Yeah, so I don't think we've got any choice but to play the strongest side we've got and try and play the strongest side we've got available against Olympiacos. Hopefully not relive the nightmare of last year. And maybe we'll get a bit of luck and get the pony draw that they normally get. And, and they'll Granada get... Granada Moulder, please. <laughs> please. Yeah, but you've said that. And now we're going to draw them and then we're going to lose. Oh, we're not. M- Moulder, we beat with our... What you, what you want? Yeah, to... but that's Moulder who have got Erling Haaland's cousin who scored about 800 goals in three games. <laughs> we're not going to lose to Moulder. There's no way we're going to get them, by the way. Did we but... not play Moldy before? Yeah, we yeah. battered them in the group stage twice. They're rubbish. Can you, can you play them? Yeah. yeah, you can and play anyone. Can you can play round. English teams. No, now like we we'll get Rangers or Man United. Right, Rangers are all Rangers are all on the drink to the end of the season now. They'll get battered by Celtic at the weekend. After Scott Brown's given them a god one. <laughs> it's a really funny image in my head. Uh. I, d- I don't know, Matthew. I don't think we're good enough not to play our strongest side, and I don't know who we've got after the second Olympiacos game. Oh, well, Liverpool, it... aren't we? Is it Liverpool? Well, they're somewhere in there, and you know they're bound to pick up form by that. Yeah. Just that game. Just that game. Oh, again, this is why it'd be nice to win the first leg comfortably. If we get oh. a nice two or three nil win, we could play a strong team against Tottenham, and then and then actually rest some players. Reading up at half time against Olympiacos is actually the dream. That's the dream. However, I something in my brain tells me it's not going to happen. I'm not sure what it is. But... This is a team that were 4 0 up against Leeds after 50 minutes and then we're hanging on for 50 minutes. <laughs> I was thinking, oh, I'm not sure about where it is anymore. It's so... like watching Dortmund. Dortmund went 2 0 up inside 10 minutes and I went to Dad, they'll still throw it away. Oh, they didn't look confident, did they? Um, and yeah, our our old friend El Arabi up top is is having a brilliant season. I checked his stats the other yeah, day. He's almost scoring a goal a game in the Greek league. I know it's again. I know it's the Greek league, but he's he's literally scoring a goal a game. And of yeah. course, Socrates, he hasn't been getting in the size. Their one of their main defenders is injured, which will mean Socrates will be playing. I'm, I don't mean to be rude to the Greek League, but does it, is it not a picture of where we are that it was only about a month and a half ago we got rid of a bloke who couldn't get it, who can't get in a Greek side? Is that not extremely concerning to anyone else? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah Socrates had been sitting on the side for six months doing nothing. Very true. Um, there's some some of our fans want. Kolasinac back because he got a man of the match performance in midfield. To be fair, to get a man of the match performance playing for Schalke is actually probably some feat. Liverpool have basically signed their best defender and he's toyed up. I'm I'm not sure about Kolasinac and his 180 grand. I'm not sure I want that back. No. I'm with you, Matthew. But I don't think we've got any money because we've made yet another loss. Oh, 
big loss, wasn't it? Forty million. Mm. To be fair, in comparison to a lot of others, it's not as bad. And then you look at how much we've spent on transfers in four years. Yeah. Which shows you how badly run the club has been. Yeah. Yeah, again, it's another example of the, the poor recruitment, the, the poor oh. transfers and the, the even worse handling of wages. Yeah. I think the amount of money we've spent on transfers in four years is quite embarrassing. Because I don't think we've got a lot to show for it. Leno. But again, this is the thing, isn't it? It's not so bad if you've got three or four of them that are, are in your starting team and key players, but we've not got that at all. So, no. No. So, it's all quite depressing, Matthew. I can't think of anything positive at the moment. Always a good sign. We're going to need the, the Rams to start doing well, Dad. To get some, to try and get some money in, that's depressing. Yeah, that is depressing. Yeah, I, d- I don't know, Matthew. I think I think you've got to go as strong as you can Thursday, as strong as you can Sunday, and you've probably got to go as strong as you can the following Thursday, and then as strong as you can. And Liverpool only lose at home, by the way, Madeline. They don't lose away. If there's any game where you actually stop giving them the respect of 1970s Brazil, it would be this one. Yeah, hopefully Salah will have thrown all his toys out of his pram by that point. And you know Mane's not going to go down for a penalty because apparently he doesn't want Salah to score goals, according to Michael Owen. Yes. But it's fine because Firmino always scores against us, so he's bound to score. I expect Van Dyke will be back. <laughs> <laughs> don't know how. Yeah. They yeah. certainly won't be playing the back four they played yesterday against yesterday against us. No. Any no. other business then, Madeleine? Anything positive to say? Um it's International Women's Day and Arsenal Ladies won. They did, yeah. Good win yesterday. Against the um, Relatively poor side, but still got the job done. That that's about the only positive thing I got to say. Um, Tottenham on the twenty seventh, isn't it? That's been announced. Yeah, yeah, at the Tottenham today. And yeah, that, that's international break for, yeah, for everyone but... else. So yeah, that that'll be a good one to watch when there's not nothing else to watch. Don't want to watch England play eight right backs. So the the international well break is actually another is, is another. Um, positive in my mind because as much as to be fair as much as I say I want a break from watching Arsenal the minute we're not on or the weekend I've got nothing to do with my weekend so it's quite interesting because if you look at those fixtures you've got Olympiacos Tottenham Olympiacos West Ham oh I can't wait to watch Antonio Thomas Suchek hat trick coming up there (laughs) you know Declan Rice will score don't forget, we've got Fulham to play as well. I'm trying to forget. So, yeah. And we shall see. But, yes, uh, we certainly will. Certainly will. It's quite incredible, isn't it, how, how chirpy we all were last week and this week we're absolutely... Uh, gone back to our absolutely dejected, haven't we? 
Yeah, it's just they are so inconsistent. Poor, you know, poor is a nice word for it. I, I think average is probably well, certainly accurate. Yeah. A pretty average team, to be honest. Well, and in fairness, I think we probably are where 10th in the table. There's a reason we're 10th. Well, the, the, they say the table doesn't lie, and they certainly don't after 28 games or whatever it is we've played. Um, Before we end, I have a, yes. another question. Okay, so Arteta's, Arteta's been here over a year. We've made slight progress, and I know none of us are Arteta out. Is the lack of progress concerning, and how concerning? I, I think the recent spate of goals that we've been through, where people make stupid individual mistakes, happens too often. And as I said earlier, he can say what he likes about, oh, I want them to play that way. You can see by our goal. I can tell you now, with the players you've got, you can't play a ball across your six-yard box. If Matthew had done that when he was six, I'd have shouted at him. If Matthew had done that when he was six, I would have been have concerned been, what he was doing in that box. I was going to say, I'd have been Chris Wood in that situation. It would have come but my head off. that age, you would have been. But, you <laughs> well, know, you, you, you just can't keep making stupid mistakes like that. And... And I don't know what it is. Some of it, I think, is pretty bad coaching for years. It's lazy. It's a lack of... I mean, to me, it's a lack of understanding of how to play football. You know, the keeper knocks it to, to somebody who's got his back. He's got his back to somebody in the penalty area. Now, but if Jackal plays that ball first time, nothing happens. Yeah. But but what was he going to do? Where was he going to play it, Madeline? To David Louise. He was open. No, the ball was there. The ball but, was on before he took the touch. And, and I'm going to say to you, you've watched Xhaka over a number of years now. How many times has he managed to knock a ball first time? Look, you've got to have faith. You've got to have confidence in your teammates. And, I'm telling you now, I could roll the ball to him in the garden. He'd still take two touches. If he could sort out the garden while he's at it, that'd be great. Yeah, well. Well, to answer your question, Madeline, is it concerning? Yes. Am I surprised? Absolutely not. I think uh, oh, it could be Arteta. It could be, it could be Guardiola at Man City. Dad's right. This is team of average players at the start of the season I said we'd finish seventh and in all fairness I thought that was quite an quite a hopeful prediction and I think that that's I thought, shown I thought we'd make um, the top five excuse me I've seen your predictions oh, you you can look at my predictions tweet. it's my pin tweet on t- Twitter I predicted us to finish seventh exactly so technically that doesn't count as hopeful well that that was me sprinkling some optimism in there <laughs> I was really optimistic because I thought we could get fifth. I thought we might break top four at one point. No. Because at the start of the season, we looked better than Chelsea. We looked better than Tottenham. I, yeah, I said seventh. I thought 
I some uh, some reason I put Leicester to finish behind us. That oh, that was a shocker. Yeah, well, well, I thought they could have fought, finished above us, and I thought Everton had a chance of finishing above us. So I, I could I could have easily put us down in down in ninth. Yeah. Yeah. Not much I can say. No. No. For me, there's very little optimism. Yeah, but the, the, again, this is the magic of Arsenal Football Club is that we could come back next week having won two games out of two and yeah. on, on top of the world again. Fine, <laughs> Matthew. I don't. <laughs> I don't think it's gonna happen, but I'm trying. I'm trying to throw something in there. Yeah. But we'll have to see. We will have to see. It's Mother's Day next Sunday, and when I've got the raving um because we've lost. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, and your mum thought it was Mother's Day today. You were nearly in the doggy doos. <laughs> we ain't going into that. No. Um, Thank, thank you both very much for joining me. I'm sure you had things you'd rather have done than sit here the last hour, but here we are. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah thank thank you. you for joining me. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back with a hopefully more positive episode next week. <laughs>